Hello, John. How are you today? Hello, Jeeps. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm well, uh, better than usual, but I'm glad that the sun is rising and uh, a little bit more full of energy. I see that spring is about to happen very soon, but it is a battle for winter to end. Yeah, that's true. It's, they're calling here for in Ottawa another 20 centimeters of snow t tomorrow on Saturday. So it never stops. We had freezing rain this morning. So yeah. it, it hasn't included the kitchen sink yet. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, let's just let Grandpa Winter get his visit out of the way and we can enjoy spring. That's true. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. So I want to bring up a topic that might affect all of us equally. I want to talk about ableism. Fair enough. Yeah. And what is it? What is the meaning of ableism? Ableism is the discrimination of social prejudice against people with disabilities based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. At the heart, ableism is rooted in the assumption that disabled people require fixing and defines people by their disability. What are the two main types of ableism? Physical ableism is hate or discrimination based on physical disability. Senism or mental ableism is discrimination based on mental health conditions and cognitive dis disabilities. I said cognitive disabilities, right? <laughs> that's right. I know that's quite a mouthful, but um, every word of that is true to people who know what we go through. And yeah. by that, I mean the dis I mean the disability community. Yeah. So yeah, quite, quite often, quite often I, I've been facing it since about 2010. You've been facing it most of your life, and and it, it gets frustrating, and it's a mental. It becomes a mental health issue as well. It does. Um, it really, really um, affects your confidence and everything. Yeah, yeah, and your ability to function. Yeah, it's just it's sometimes mind-boggling what people think, or what we can or what we can't do, and it's and it, and it, and it, it's like I said, it's very very frustrating, and sometimes it's very confusing because you know you can do it, and then all of a sudden people say you can't do it. Yeah, I understand that, and. And it's a hard, a lot of, a lot of stress on on physically. It's a lot of stress as well as mentally, because you're dealing with a whole bunch of other issues all around you at the same time, and try to explain people understanding what what the difference is. Yeah, I feel that. When I was young, I began with a speech impediment, and it was a really bad speech impediment. Um, to anyone who knows what they go through, I tell you, it's really bad. Um, 
the only reason why I'm not stuttering is because I'm using my 100% confidence for this interview. But um, when I was young, I would always stutter. I would be picked on. And uh, yeah, there were good people that would try to tolerate me, but it was quite a long road. I had, I, I had, yeah. I had issues with confidence all my life. Um, I had uh, alternate uh, life, life surgery um, with the gastro bypass and I regained my confidence. Then when my I had a double hip collapse and arthritis set in, I lost all that confidence again, and it, and it took took me a long time to to rebuild it, and I'm still having issues with it, dealing with with the the misconceptions of what we can and what we can't do. Yeah, I feel that when the speech uh, therapy really took in and I started to speak properly. Everything was all right for a bit, but my multiple sclerosis um, entered my life at a young age, at technically 16 years old. I didn't know at the time, I, but I did have uh, random flare-ups, and I was properly diagnosed when I was 18. When I was young, I had energy, but like people would be worried. It wasn't until I had a seizure when I was 26 that the world really began to worry about me. Yeah. And then, if, then your family worries about you on, on what aspects of what your future is going to look like. And then um, how society will treat you on a social aspect of, of affordability in that. Yes. And with all of this stress, ironically, the speech impediment came back in my life. Now, I'm an adult. I know better. And um, you uh, could not believe this, but earlier this week, actually, this whole entire week, I began to stutter like crazy. Only now, I know how to gain that confidence back based off everything that my speech therapist what what my speech therapist taught me and everything and it makes me rethink about my confidence for it it's been pretty low these days i know with the ms um it's it's a long road especially based on age yeah and i never really had a break i, I really like what uh these these podcasts are doing is they gaining our confidence back into society and you're doing a great job of sharing your views with me and and we're vice versa and it's and it makes it makes a good makes it a a good work atmosphere of course anything for my friends in ottawa i mean it's uh very far for me to travel there and i can only assume vice versa but i'm glad we have a connection yeah, I'm glad we we got this connection started. How many months ago is it? It's a it's been so far a great adventure, and uh, and and it shows that we we uh, we have opinions too, and it's and it's expanding expanding our confidence on speaking up on these issues. Yeah, 
I've always uh, felt like my pride took me on a very destructive road because I know what would, I mean, when I was young, I knew what I'd be feeling at this age right now. And it's like, I know it's going to happen. So I went as wild as I could at my young age. I guess it was for closure. And I'm just wondering, do I really have that closure? How do I continue with my life knowing that more people are worried about me? It's ironic that when I began this MS, not many people cared, but I mean, not really, not many people paid attention. But um, when I had a seizure, which is a very rare symptom when you have MS, the world began to worry about me and um, it kind of feels like I'm always alerted and I'm always uh, being watched. Uh, I can't even go out like I used to because the world worries about me. And yeah, that's what I mean by, by that speech impediment. When I begin to stress, I begin to stutter a little bit. So I'm going to control it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a pride issue as well. Like, like I was gain, gaining confidence when I had that uh, life and life life saving surgery. It was I was starting to gain confidence, and I had a lot of pride in what I do and that. And then all of a sudden, bang! I was bedridden. I lost all that pride, and I had to regain it. I was angry at the world. I wanted to. I wanted to throw things at people. <laughs> I, sometimes I still want to throw things at people, but I'm 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 pick or choose now. But it's it it, it took a lot out of me. Uh, it took a lot of life out of me, and to regain that back is I take it one day at a time. I can understand that feeling and uh, I'm not gonna say this based off age but uh, when I was younger in my life I had a benign tumor in my right knee so I had to have surgery to have it removed now I was bedridden for like very severe reasons I had to go through recovery I had to go through physiotherapy but my point being is that from like being bedridden to like being open to society again, that's a really long road. And and I really hope people who go through that struggle, they can just finally find the end of that tunnel. Oh yeah. It's uh I, I'm still looking for that end of that end of that tunnel and then um it's just I'm trying I'm trying to better myself. Right now, I'm quite older and wiser, and and uh, uh, I'm a little bit more calm, calmer than I used to be. But um, I just I try to take it day by day, and that's the best way I can do it right now. Yeah, I believe in mental discipline, meaning as in you just have to give yourself the energy to like do priorities in life whatever that is if it's work if it's if it's like chores if you need to wake up at, at a certain time um no one can give you that 
discipline. I know I've, I've been there. Um, the only person who can give you discipline is yourself in this situation. Oh yeah, nope. uh, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, yeah, and it's just well, tick tock, tick tock, <laughs> sort of thing. And uh, it's just uh, sometimes I have to count to three before I say something because I know that it's out of the out of resentment that I'm saying it, but it I have to. As one person called me brutally honest sometimes, but it. Uh, it helps me clear my mental, my mental mind. Yeah. And I believe this whole ableism is an illusion. I mean, we've had our ugly history on it, and I'm glad that we live in an era of peace. We may have our situations, but at least we're in peace. Yeah. But I don't think ableism is over yet. No, I don't think so either. It's a long way off. Um, it's improving, but there's still the, the people that that uh, don't believe ableism exists. And uh, while that's happening, there are people that don't believe in disabilities. They there are people that would believe that we we don't honestly have the conditions we go through. And yeah. that is a dangerous type of ableism. Yeah, that is because physically or mentally, it's it's very, very tough. And then they they're quick to judge, quick to judge you, and basically, basically, they have no clue who you are. Yeah. And there's been a really ugly history on that between the people who know and the people who don't know there's been a very ugly history on both sides. Very, very true. And, and, uh, and I, I get involved in politics. So it's, so it's, I know, I see it firsthand. See yeah. It very, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just the, I, I have to say something every once in a while because it's, um, they don't, people just don't understand. Yeah, I don't like unfair disability cuts. Yeah, that's the big thing right now. Yeah. But, but also, the one encouragement was that uh, the, the provincial government has has increased, increased our amount of money we can meet make within the within the month now. Just happened this last month. That we can make up to a thousand dollars a month, salary wise, before we get a clawback. So and that's very great news. Yeah. So there. So right now there, they, there's in Ontario with people on the disability support program, it's six point five percent of working people of working disabilities that that are are working. They're hoping that number will will jump to ten percent. 10% plus. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best on that too. Yeah, because we have abilities like anyone else. Yeah, we do. And uh, that's why I want to close this ableism topic off with this. 
the biggest ableist would be yourself, to be honest. I know this is, uh, this is a very scary reality, but a lot of it isn't is an illusion, a wall. Uh, maybe maybe people are convinced that they can do it, and I've seen people go down that hole, and it really breaks my heart. So to others listening to this, do not give up. Do what you have to do. Very true. Very true.